welcome to another sermon podcast from Valley Forth Church. We are a church in Spokane Valley, Washington, and are dedicated to the mission of making, teaching, and sending disciples to the glory of God. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on Apple iTunes, Sermon Audio, or wherever you find your podcasts. Also, check out our YouTube channel for additional content at youtube.com slash Church. Now, here is a message from Pastor Joe Hirsch. Stories abound in the Christmas season, don't they? And what would Christmas Eve be like without a reading of the Christmas story, the very first Christmas? And uh, there are a number of places I could go in the Gospels, but I'm just going to read to you from Matthew chapter 1 tonight, verses 18 to 21. And they set the stage for a question that I wanted to answer as I spend just a few minutes with you in the Scripture A question that with all the Christmases that might be behind you, you may never have asked it. But it's a pretty obvious question when you really think about it. But we're going to just discover it together. So allow me to read to you from the Word of God tonight, Matthew chapter 1, just a few verses, verses 18 to 21. So let us for yet another Christmas, by the Lord's mercy, hear the Word of God together. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed, which meant engaged, to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is God's perfect word. And it tells a wonderful story about a Savior who is now timeless in our faith experience. I've read the Christmas story because it's the Christmas season. And in the Christmas season, we find ourselves thinking and talking about Jesus a lot, of course. We've been talking about him tonight. Maybe with your family, you've been talking about him this week with a little bit more frequency than you have on any normal week. We've read about him tonight. We've sung about him and we've given him worship tonight. We've pondered the reality of who he is and why he came. But let me just ask the question that really is obvious, but many of us have never answered it. What does the name Jesus mean? The name Jesus. The given name that the angel was so clear to Joseph in verse 21 of this text She'll bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. This was so emphatic that he repeated it to Mary as well when the angel appeared to her. So the name of Jesus was all important. This is the given name, like your first name. A given name, Jesus. Why was it so important? But more importantly, what did the name mean? Have you ever wondered? Jesus, we speak it, we think about it, but we seldom really understand what the name meant as it was given to him. So 
I'm going to do what I've been doing for weeks now in our midweek devotion time. Every week I've been spending uh, 10 minutes or so with our church family online on our YouTube channel, and I think on Facebook as well, and I've been going through the names of God. It's something I call a pastor's connection. Would love to have you join us if you haven't already. And each week I've been covering one of the names of God. We've been going strong because there's so many names to go through in the Scripture. One name I haven't gone through, but the staff encouraged me when we talked about what to bring tonight as a message. The staff encouraged me to go over what the name of Jesus means. So in those midweek devotionals, I've been just answering three quick questions. What does the name mean in in terms of the, the language, the Greek and the Hebrew, And uh, what kind of significance and meaning does the name itself have just on its own? Secondly, where do we find it in the scripture? And thirdly, why does it matter in my life? So I'm going to do the same thing tonight I've done each week. We're just going to take the name Jesus, the most familiar name given to us about him. So what's the name mean? First question. Well, let's talk a little bit about the name Jesus that we have is really three three steps from the original name. Now, what do I mean about that? Well, the name originally given to Jesus was probably given by the angel to Joseph in Hebrew or Aramaic, probably Hebrew. And uh, that's where the name was originally designed, if you will. So the Hebrew, what is what is the Hebrew name Jesus amount to? Well, if you transliterate it from Hebrew, the letters and the sounds into English, we get the word Yeshua from it. That's how the original name sounded when the angel spoke it to Joseph. You shall name him Yeshua. We get our English name Joshua from it. How appropriate that tonight we had a story about a little lamb named Joshua. I have no idea who put that all together. (laughs) Yeshua was the Hebrew sound and the, the Hebrew name. Now, the the New Testament, we know, was written in what was called Koine Greek. It was the common Greek language of the period. And the New Testament was written not just to the Jewish people, but to all the nations at the time so that they could understand who Jesus was. So the New Testament, rather than the old, the old written in Hebrew and Aramaic, Aramaic, but the New Testament in Greek, which was the language of the Roman Empire. So every single reader could understand it. Jew or non-Jew. So what is the name Jesus like in the, in the Greek language? Well, the Greek took Yeshua and it sounded it out this way, Iesus, Iesus, I-E-S-O-U-S in the way we kind of render it in English. So now we're getting a little closer to what, what sounds familiar to us, aren't we? So the Hebrew word, Yeshua, the Greek was Iesus, And in English, when we translated the Greek New Testament, we simply took that that name Iesus and put it into a combination of letters that made most sense to us, and that is the word or the name Jesus. So now you see how the name came about. So what about what the, the, the actual language means in Hebrew? Why was the angel so insistent on calling Jesus Yeshua, calling this newborn baby? Well, Yeshua is actually a combination of two Hebrew words. One is Yahweh, which is the greatest Hebrew name for God. 
out of all the, the dozens and dozens of names that the Hebrew Bible has to describe God, the most sacred name was Yahweh. It meant the majestic, holy God. It was sacred to the Jews. Now, the other word that's part of Yeshua, yeah, is the, the, the contraction of the word Yahweh. So the first part of the word is, is reflecting Yahweh. The second, Shua, reflects another Hebrew word, Yesha. And that meant to rescue someone, to deliver someone, or to save someone. You put the two words together, Yahweh and Yesha, you've got the meaning of the word, God saves. God saves. That's the literal meaning of the name given to our Christ. Jesus. Yeshua. Jesus. Jesus. God saves. Isn't that revealing? In fact, in verse 21, this, the identity of the name is in the text. The angel says, she'll bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. It's a perfect name for the one who arrived that day, because Jesus Christ, as we all know, was God and became man. And he had one mission, to go from the cradle to the cross. And he was going to save people from their sin. Die for them in their place. Take the wrath of God for their sin that they couldn't take themselves and allow them a pathway into heaven if they looked at their sin and trusted him as their savior. It's all the beautiful gospel story wrapped up in one beautiful name. Yeshua, God saves. Now it's interesting about the name. Uh, Yeshua was a very common name in the time of Jesus. Very common. There were a lot of young boys born with that name in the time that Jesus was born and grew up to be young men, just like Jesus. In fact, outside of Israel today, they're always doing archaeological digs and they're always finding inscriptions of names. And one of the most frequent names you'll find on gravestones or in other records is Yeshua. So it was a common name. It was so common that when Jesus began his ministry and word was getting out around about him and people asked, who is this that's doing these miracles? Who is this that's bringing this great teaching? His disciples had to identify him as Yeshua of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth, or Yeshua, the son of Joseph. That, that picked him out from the crowd as the one who was special and unique. Well, you might ask yourself, well, then why did the angel give such a common name to such an uncommon person? Well, it's because many people in that time bore the name Yeshua in their lives as their name, but only Jews, Jesus, rather, became the name. He became the name in all of its greatness. He was the only God who became man. He was the only Savior. And he made his way to that cross and he proved and lived out the name God saves as no other human being ever has or ever will. Jesus, Yeshua, truly is the saving God. Isn't there power and majesty wrapped up in his name? A name you just kind of passed by and assumed was just another name. Lots of people bore it. He only became it.
Well, yeah, let's go to the second question then. Where do I find it in the Bible? <laughs> Answer, lots of places. Many, too many for me to go through tonight. One that came to my mind, though, as I was going back over the name again, is in Acts chapter 4, when Simon Peter, who had met Yeshua on the riverbank, when John the Baptist pointed to Jesus, Yeshua, and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Peter followed him, then listened to him, then believed in him and knew that he was the Christ of God, the Savior of the world. Peter's life was changed, and after Resurrection Day, being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter went preaching. And in one occasion in Acts 4, he was defending Christ against the Jewish council that were persecuting the church. And when they challenged him about Jesus, he said this in Acts 4.11, This Jesus, this Yeshua, is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. In other words, God has built his entire plan of salvation and he's building his whole people, a living house of souls, on the cornerstone of Yeshua, the one who is indeed God who saves. You rejected him, but now the whole world is coming to him. Then listen to what he says in verse 12, and this is why I bring it up. He said, and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. This is why knowing who Jesus is is critical to your eternity. There is no other name other than Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, by which you must be saved. That's why it's important for you to know who he is. In that one statement, the Bible, through the words of the Apostle Peter, eliminates all world religions from the possibility of being able to save you. Do you know that? The Bible is very exclusive, and it makes no apologies for it. In that one statement, the Apostle Peter eliminated every other individual who has ever lived or who will ever live as a religious figure, every religious leader who's ever lived or who will ever come, as a Savior, there is only one name. There is salvation in no one else, no individual, and there is no other name, no other faith, no other, no other one under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So this is the powerful truth of, of the great name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you tonight, on a night when the holiday has come and when the year is ending and when many people come into a time of reflection about their lives and their futures, particularly this year with so much uncertainty arising around us, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you know Yeshua? Have you come to trust him and him alone? His is the only name given by God, but it is a name given by God. It is a name that will help you find your way home to heaven. Do you know him tonight? That brings me to my final question. Why does it matter in my life? Why does it matter that someone was given the name Yeshua 2,000 years ago? Today we know him as Jesus. Well, for two reasons, two things I'll leave you with. First of all, I've already proven to you from the scripture that Jesus alone is a name that saves. Tonight, you may be under the burden of the Holy Spirit as you watch me or you're here in the worship center. And you know 
that you face another year without God and it's a year of unpredictability for you. Why not make this Christmas the night you meet the Christ? Yes, Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, and trust him and let him save you because Jesus saves. You say, what does it mean to be saved? I'm confused. Well, the Bible says that all of us have fallen into sin, which simply means living at a less than perfect standard. Who is the standard? God. And he sets the rules. Romans 3.23 gives us the difficult news. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You can argue with it, but the Bible says all men and women are sinners. And all fall short of the perfection that God is and that God requires. That's got an eternal penalty attached to it, my dear friend, that you can't pay. But the wonderful news arrives in the next verse. And are justified by his grace as a gift. God wants to justify you before him. Justified means guiltless, without any trace of your sin. He wants to make you so that you can stand before him totally justified. He wants to do it as an act of grace. What's that? It's something you don't deserve and you can't earn. He wants to give it to you as a perfect gift. And look at the next phrase, as a gift. Now, how does he able to do that? Through the redemption that is in Christ. And what's the name? Jesus. Jesus saves, we say. He saves you from your own sin and for your own eternity you're heading to without God. And he does it by dying on the cross, rising again, and making redemption available to you. To redeem something means to pay the price and to take it out from under the penalty. Jesus Christ did that for you, my friend. And so this Christmas, why does it matter who he is? Why does it matter what his name means? Because Jesus alone saves. Trust in his name tonight and your eternity will change completely. And lastly, I would say as I close, for those that do know the Lord Jesus, I would say that Jesus not only saves, Jesus stands. He stands with you tonight. You see, that's what the resurrection is is so powerfully affirming of. Jesus not only died on the cross for you, believer, he rose from the tomb and he ascended into heaven. And when he ascended into heaven, he was able to send the Holy Spirit in his place. He said, I'm going to send you another helper, another one just like me, and he will comfort you and he will never leave you. And you now have the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has sent him to you. It's as if Jesus is standing right next to you. He says, I'll send you another one just like me from heaven. And that other one is there with you 24-7 in a year where every 24 hours has been different for us. Isn't that true? This whole year has brought days that brought surprises or shocks that we never expected. We're now going into another year that we hope has relief and has restoration, but we don't know everything. You're going to walk into another year, believer, but the Lord Jesus Christ will walk there with you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And as he goes, whatever you ask him in his name, he'll do for you. John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, he says, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If it glorifies the Father, 
he will give it to you. Whatever you ask him, if it's his perfect will for your life, you'll receive it. So you won't be alone this next year because Yeshua, Jesus, Jesus, not only saves people, he stands with his own. So fear not. Don't let anything intimidate you. Don't let any unknown make you nervous. Don't let any threat make you sleepless. The Lord Jesus Christ, the risen one, is with you. And he stands with you. Our Lord will lead us onward. 